It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now, Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. All right, what's up, everybody? Happy Friday. We made it throughout the week. Well, almost. <laughs> Welcome to Pushing the Limits. It's your host, Brian Shapiro, entertaining my fellow buffoons. Thank you so much for joining us. Broadcasting everywhere, the FMAM dial, of course, KSHP. On the PTL fan page on Facebook, we're broadcasting live on YouTube, PTL radio show. We're broadcasting live everywhere, Twitter, TikTok, Twitch. Just because I love all of you, even my magas, I love all of you as well. Well, maybe that's a lie. Some of you. Look at that. I've lied for the first time on radio in my 20-year career. I don't love all magas. Maybe some of you because you're very special, but not all of you. Anyway, welcome to the show. We're going to have a fun time today. It is Friday, and I always like very entertaining special guests. We are going to talk about, of course, the... uh, terrible situation going on in Maui, Hawaii. I'll get to that here in a few minutes, but uh, let me just give you a quick rundown on what we're going to be doing today on the show. Uh, Coming up here at the bottom of the hour, uh, this is somebody that I've been wanting to interview for a very long time. She's a former high school teacher. She got fired from her job for wearing clothes that I guess were too sexy, uh, which is absurd, by the way. Uh, She got fired, and now she decided uh, to... uh, have a modeling career, so to speak, and she is making millions and millions of dollars. It's incredible. Uh, so we're going to be talking to Courtney Tillia. She's 34 years old, and she's going to be joining us in studio coming up here in just a little bit. Republicans are going crazy today because of uh, Garland's appointee of special counsel in the Hunter Biden investigation. Spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen, this is a Donald Trump appointed attorney. But yet Republicans want to call this a Joe Biden DOJ. It's it's so hilarious. And there's such dumbbells, these Republicans. Uh, oh, it's, it's the Biden DOJ. It's a two tier justice system. Well, wait a second. But it's a Donald Trump appointee that's investigating Hunter. Could you really be more stupid? These people are mentally ill. They're deranged and they're idiots. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the program as well. OJ Simpson putting another video out. That's right. OJ, hello Twitter world, it's yours truly. OJ putting out another video in regards to the Henry Ruggs sentencing, which he got three to ten years. One video wasn't enough. Now OJ's putting out another video that's gone viral. We're going to play that a little bit later on in the show as well, Nubchuck. Put your microphone on. What are you doing? You're a professional. Put your microphone on. Your microphone's it still was on. There we go. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> but now it's X world, or however he said it yesterday, because he didn't say Twitter world. Yeah. It was hello, hello, X-world. hello, X world. It's your double murderer, OJ Simpson. Yours truly. Keep those sharp knives out of the kitchen. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll, 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 we'll play a little OJ audio coming up a little bit later on the show. Listen, I want to start off with, with, with something uh, very serious that has nothing to do with Donald Trump, uh, believe it or not. You know, for the first time in my life, I went to Hawaii last year, and I got to tell you, I had a great time. I didn't go to Maui, but I went to Honolulu, and I got to tell you, the people there were so friendly. They were so nice. It's just uh, close-knit communities there, family-oriented, really kind-hearted people, laid-back people, great culture, and, and I really had a good time out there. And when I see... Uh, how this day began in Lahaina, I, I hope I'm pronouncing the island right... Uh, 
And when I see what's going on with these winds that built up and these gusts that were up to 80 miles an hour and then these wildfires everywhere and these people losing their homes and their livelihoods and, and, and sadly so many people losing their lives, my heart breaks. The stories of these people that had to jump into the ocean just to save their lives while they're while their homes burnt down, I want to play you a little bit of audio. Um, this is just one example of a man living on the island who watched his place burn down and, and, and what he had to do to save his own life. This is just one of many stories, but have a listen to this. I sat up on top of the roof and uh, I battled the fire for about three hours. I couldn't do it anymore. And then I said, I have to move. And then I ran to the ocean and just, I gave in. So you literally saved yourself by jumping into the ocean? Yes. When you turned around and looked back, what'd you see? Devastation. Everything. Gone. It's just, it's just devastating. It's terrible to hear these stories. Um, now the death toll is going to rise. Obviously it's around 55 people now, but there's a lot of people that are missing. A lot of people that are missing. Uh, the, the wildfire that's engulfed this town is now 80% contained, but it's catastrophic. I mean, they're saying thousands of people displaced 11,000 Maui residents are still without power. It, it just, I'm speechless almost because it's it, 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 it's terrible. I, I can't imagine anybody could have thought that this was going to happen. It's it's awful. Guy by the name of Dustin Calipo and his grandfather also uh, felt the wind at their home not far away, uh, and he he says he, he knew after the Hurricane Lane in 2018 sparked wildfires how wind and flames could could threaten and destroy. Um, and uh, he said there was nothing that he and his family could do. They left and their their uh, their home burnt down. Um, and, you know, people are not just dying from the actual, you know, burning of the fire itself, but they're dying from lack of oxygen. There's smoke that's engulfed the entire island uh, and, you know, people couldn't get oxygen. You know, one guy named Brian Agurun said an emergency alert reached him by phone urging residents to flee. He said the smoke had given way to flames. Their community of 12,000 was, was, was being eaten alive. I mean, 80% of this city is gone. 80%. He said, I started driving my truck. They blocked roads. They didn't let anyone in. I ran out of gas, so I parked my truck at work and started walking. He walked an hour before reaching a hilltop on Upper uh, La Juana Road. And that's where he saw the fire and he saw his home burn down. <laughs> And he's one of the lucky ones because he's alive. Uh, it's, it is a terrible tragedy. Like I said before, and I say again, my, my heart goes out to uh, the victims, the families and friends. And, you know, listen, they will rebuild. But, you know, the loss of life is, is what's most important here. You know, your home birds down. I would imagine, you know, insurance will take care of that. And you can always rebuild. I understand it's terrible. You lose all your possessions. You lose everything. And I can't imagine what that must feel like. But, you know, if you're alive, you know, you will rebuild. But so many people have lost their lives out there. It's so horrible. And uh, again, my heart goes out to everybody out there. I'm going to do what I can. And I'm going to uh, try to uh, talk to some people out there in Maui next week. And it's a little bit too early to do that today. But I'm going to try to get some guests on the show. There's actually a former Metro lieutenant who is uh, 
uh, police chief out there. So I'm going to try to get him on the line next week and, and maybe we can raise some money for charity and help some people out there. Uh, because those are some really, really nice, good people out there in Maui, just in Hawaii in general. I was just amazed at the kindness and, and, and just the culture and how good people are to each other out there. So I want to do what I can and we all should be doing what we can to help those people and support them, whether it be GoFundMe pages or anything. So we'll try to get some guests on the show next week and how people can get involved here, uh, to, in this, you know, in this part of town to, uh, help out. Um, obviously another big story that, that came about today that I wanted to discuss was Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland announcing today that the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney who's investigating Hunter Biden has been given special counsel status after plea talks between the Justice Department and the president's son related to tax charges fell apart. Prosecutors say that uh, talks are at an impasse and that the criminal case now appears to be headed to trial weeks after a judge pushed back on the proposed plea deal. The new status gives senior prosecutor David Weiss more powers than a typical U.S. attorney and puts the nation in uncharted territory with three special counsels at the Justice Department currently investigating matters related to the sitting president, his son, and former President Donald Trump. Garland's order appointed uh, Weiss said he is authorized to conduct the ongoing investigation as well as any matters that arose from that investigation or many arise. Now, of course, there's people on the right everywhere that is criticizing this. Everywhere. Unwarranted. For example, James Comer, who is a complete piece of garbage. Okay, James Comer is a turd. He is a piece of garbage. He is a partisan hack. He doesn't do anything to help you or me. He is a partisan buffoon, just like the Jim Jordans and the Matt Gates and the Marjorie Taylor Greens. Partisan idiots. So this is what James Comer said on social media today. This move by Attorney General Garland is part of the Justice Department's efforts to attempt a Biden family cover-up in light of the GOP oversight's mounting evidence of President Biden's role in his family's schemes, selling the brand for millions of dollars for foreign nationals. Okay, first of all, let me start from square one. This is not Joe Biden's DOJ. This is not Joe Biden's attorney. I'm going to say this slowly so some of you idiot, dumbass magas can maybe understand because you all are very stupid, very dumb people. Donald Trump's base. I'm going to say this slowly. Weiss is a Donald Trump appointed attorney. Let me repeat that so you MAGA morons can get it through your thick skulls. Because, again, the overwhelming majority of you MAGAs are very, very dumb people. This is a Donald Trump appointed attorney, not a Joe Biden appointed attorney, not a George Soros appointed attorney, not even a Democrat appointed attorney. Heck, not even a Democrat. This is a Donald Trump appointed attorney that is now on the special counsel. So when you say it's a cover up and I'll get to that in a minute, or you say this is Joe Biden's DOJ, you are a freaking idiot. And you have no idea what the facts are. And you are a MAGA moron. And sadly, there are plenty of you out there that are dumb as a doornail. MAGA morons. I saw one yesterday at a local casino wearing a MAGA hat, make America great again. And the guy couldn't even put a grammatical sentence together speaking. Didn't even know how to talk. He was so stupid. You MAGA morons are so dumb and you have no idea what you're talking about. So to be clear. This is not Joe Biden's DOJ or a Democrat appointed attorney. 
This is a Donald Trump appointed attorney investigating Hunter Biden. Okay. So now that we made that clear, because you'll never hear that from idiots like James Comer or anybody on Fox News or Lindsey Graham's, but you'll hear it on a show or hear it from a person that actually understands the facts of a case. This is a Donald Trump appointed attorney. Now, the second part of this, and this isn't only James Comer, to be fair, a lot of right wing fools are saying that this is a cover up. Let's be clear on this. If this is a cover-up, then there has to be a there there. I'm specifically talking about Joe Biden now because that's what these Republicans are desperately trying to do. They're trying to get Joe Biden on something. There is zero evidence. Even James Comer would say that. Kevin McCarthy said it a few weeks ago. Zero evidence to this point that Joe Biden committed any crimes. If you think Joe Biden committed a crime, where's the evidence? Oh, well, we think he did this and this. Okay. Where's the evidence? There is Zero evidence that could prove at this point that Joe Biden committed any crimes. Now, if you're one of those people that has been speaking to high heaven about a private citizen, that's right. Even though Hunter Biden is the son of Joe Biden, he's a private citizen. If you're one of those people that is up in arms on Hunter Biden, again, a private citizen that never worked in the Joe Biden administration, then I have a question for you. How do you feel when Donald Trump was president and he sent people to Saudi Arabia to speak to the Saudi government? It wasn't Tillis. It wasn't Mike Pompeo that he sent over there. Who did he send? Jared Kushner. Now, why did he do that? Could it possibly be he did that so that Jared, like to call him Jared from Subway, I think that guy's in jail right now. It's where Jared Kushner belongs too. Could it be possible that Donald Trump sent Jared Kushner to Saudi Arabia because it might have had something to do with the $2 billion that the Saudis handed out to Jared Kushner? Why do I bring this up? Well, If you have a problem with something that Hunter Biden did, for example, receiving $50,000 a month from Barisma, if you have a problem with that, by the way, that wasn't against the law, then you probably should have a problem with Jared Kushner receiving $2 billion from the Saudis. Otherwise, you have no credibility. Now, if you want to put laws on the book, and I've always been the type of person to say laws should be on the book if you're friends, family, close to the president of the United States and you're taking advantage of who a family member is, for example, then there should be laws put on the books that disallow you to do that. And I would have no problem with that. But until those laws are put on the books, then it's not necessarily breaking the law. But again, if you want to talk about Hunter Biden and how he might have used the influence of his father, again, no evidence that Joe Biden committed any crimes. But did Hunter Biden use his last name to make money? Absolutely. There's no question about that. I would think that every son or daughter of the president. Ivanka Trump made over $700 million in the four years her father was president of the United States. But is it breaking the law? If you want to talk about Hunter Biden, then you also have to talk about Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump. Folks, this isn't brain surgery here. It goes to show if Jared Kushner broke the law, if Ivanka Trump broke the law, by the way, they were actually in Donald Trump's administration with high profile positions. 
then they should be held to the same account, maybe even more because they were in the Trump administration, then somebody like a Hunter Biden. Listen, the bottom line is that Republicans don't want to talk about health care. They want to complain about Obamacare, but they have no solutions and no replacement plan for Obamacare. They don't want to talk about gun control. They don't want to talk about raising minimum wage. They don't have any solutions when it comes to inflation, gas prices, the price of eggs. They don't have any real solutions to helping your average American citizen. Oh, yeah, they definitely want to give tax breaks to the rich. There's no question about that. But they don't have real solutions. What they want to talk about is Hunter Biden's laptop. The Jim Jordans of the world. What are they doing? What are they doing for you? Yeah, occasionally they'll talk about how they want to protect children, right? But they don't talk about gun control the biggest killer among kids in this country, they don't want to talk about that. They'll talk about drag queens reading books to kids. They'll talk about drag shows. And they'll talk about transgender surgery. Those are the topics that Republicans want to talk about today. Are they really out there for you? So congratulations to all you Republicans out there that voted Republican. You're really doing a wonderful service to this country. You've supported candidates that want to talk about drag queens and Hunter Biden's laptop. That's really going to help the American people. You Republicans out there must be so proud of your vote. I am not saying that Democrats are perfect. There are Democrats just in the last week I've, I've criticized on this show like members of the squad. But if you want to talk about which side is actually doing things to help this country, tell me what Republicans have done. What have they done in the last two years? What has Jim Jordan done? What has James Comer done? What has Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, what have these people done for the country? What have they done? Well, what they continue to do is fear-mongering, fear taxes when it comes to the gay community, when it comes to transgenders. They'll talk about Mulvaney and Bud Light, like that's the biggest issue facing this country. Won't talk about health care. Won't talk about Social Security. Won't talk about gun control. Won't talk about minimum wage. Won't talk about maternity leave. Won't talk about taking away a woman's right to choose, even though some of them do talk about that. It's why they keep losing elections. Is this really helping the country? Listen, I've said it from the beginning. All these indictments against Donald Trump, it's bad for the country. But, you know, if you committed crimes, you need to be held accountable. Donald Trump has never been held accountable for anything in his life. The chickens are coming home to roost. It's happening. It's happening. Open up the phone line. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. And again, if you want to be a part of the conversation, now is the time to do so. We'll take a few calls before our special guest arrives. Again, that number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, is 702-221-7283. Again, 702-221-7283 is the number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation. 702-221-SAVE, even though I can't save you all. I can try to, but I can't. All right, let's start off with uh, Edward. Edward, what's going on, man? Hey, hey, Brian. What's up, dude? Hey, hey, happy TGIF, by the way, man. Thank you. Happy happy TGI Friday day. Yes. <laughs> TGI, yeah, there you go, man. Hey, I had two things. One, I like your new backdrop, by the way. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And I was going to ask you, it's, it's a blank wall. It's blank on the back, right? It's white. It's all clear, right? It is. It is. Could you, I was going to make a suggestion. If you get people coming in, do you... Would you ever think about maybe them autographing it on the backside 
and have like a big old collage of autographs and people you've met. Well, I'll tell you what, the next guest that we're having in, uh, she can sign my backside anytime. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we can work that out. No problem. Uh, All right. Well, I might do I that. That's, that's not a, that's actually a pretty good suggestion. I might have, I might have her be the first one to sign it. Yeah. That might not be a bad because idea. I thought it was cool. Yeah. I, I like thought it'd it. be kind of cool. You know, you, you get people autograph the backside and show it off sometimes, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. Hey, a collage of history. Last week, last and week, like, last week would have been a good opportunity. Grant Hill. I would have had Grant sign. Oh, oh yeah, that's too true. Late. That's okay. Yeah, that's no, a great. Uh, it's a great suggestion. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, and I want to bring up one more topic real sure, fast. Sure. Hey, I was bringing up. I went to my city council meeting, and I wanted to talk about what do you? What is your views on police going to calls for mental health? Well, I think it's really important, but it's not going to do any good if a police officer just shows up and nothing can be done. You know, it's impossible to mm-hmm. for a police officer to take somebody into custody unless they've broken the law, unless they've suspected of committing a crime. And you can't mm-hmm. force you can't force somebody that's mentally ill to go to a mental hospital. Like if somebody on a public sidewalk is screaming that the, yeah. de- the devil is going to kill them, uh, yep. you can't you can't arrest that person on a public sidewalk. So th- th- there are yeah. there are, there are certain things that officers cannot do, which is which is which is frustrating. If there's something they can yeah. do, then then I, I highly recommend mm-hmm. they go out there and, and and try to get the person the help that they need. But certainly, mental health and, and and mental illness is a huge issue in this country and throughout the world. But it seems like we have more people that are mentally ill here mm-hmm. than than anywhere else. And I don't know the answer to that. Quite I don't know why. Yeah. And do you think maybe we should hire, maybe, you know, if it's in the budget for certain uh, departments to hire people with mental health so they can go out with police officers on these calls? Yeah, I mean, that would that, that would take some resources, but I certainly wouldn't have a problem with that. Uh, we know that there are a lot of people out there that are mentally ill. Uh, I applaud California for uh, taking steps and at least getting uh, people that are homeless off the streets, getting them into motels. Uh, that won't solve every problem, but I think that would that would certainly get them to a better place. I, I think uh, I think uh, downtown Las Vegas, they should do the same thing and implement that. We certainly have the tools and enough money in this country to help these people. And I think we should, Edward. And it's sad because we have more money for war, but we don't have the money to help each other out. Yeah. No. Amen, brother. Uh, And uh, we got to do more of that. And that's why I'm talking about Maui. And I'll talk more about it next week. Thank you for the call, Edward. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. You too. 702-221-7283 is the number to call if you'd like to be a part of the conversation. And I was talking a little bit earlier about Maui. Uh, 702-221-7283. 7283 is the number to call. Let's go to Mike. Mike is next. What's going on, Mike? You are factually inaccurate. As an example, in California, 515 vote, you can hold somebody on an involuntary psychiatric hold. Yes, you can. Uh, did you leave, Mike? That That's all you wanted to add? Okay. That's your idiot friend. Okay, that, okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you for the call, Mike. I appreciate that. Next time when you make a statement, how about staying on the line for more than three seconds? Uh, I, I don't know. I heard a rumor that Mike's phone calls are about as long as he lasts in the sack. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's true or not. Mike, there are exceptions to the rule where if a police officer feels as though they could harm somebody or harm themselves, they are allowed to do that. But in most cases, if police officers are called out, there has to be some sort of evidence that they have committed a crime or they're going to commit a crime. And it is very difficult to do that for a police officer if a crime has not been committed. Yes, there are exceptions to the rule. Yes, you can hold somebody, but you could only hold, I believe you could only hold them for up to 24 hours. That is not going to help everybody in this country that is mentally ill. 
putting someone on a hold and talking to someone and then releasing them within 24 hours is not going to give them the mental health that they need. That was the point I was trying to make. And that was the point that the caller was trying to make. But thank you for nitpicking. We really do appreciate that. You really have uh, offered a lot to the show. So thank you so much. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to have a guest on the show, uh, teacher turned OnlyFans model. Her story is pretty incredible. Her name is uh, Courtney Tilia, and she'll be joining us next on a Friday. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. everybody are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of brooklyn that true blue new york style pie well worry no more stallone's italian eatery pizza is a knockout we're located at 467 east silverado ranch boulevard just off of premium road half a mile east of south point casino just minutes from the las vegas strip come by and grab a slice of pie plus check out our brooklyn inspired italian cuisine our sandwiches are super hero that is because why be a sub when you can be a hero Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food Vegas forget about it Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate. Choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full scale of printing services. 
from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Hey, everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Locally owned and operated, come on down to Academy of Hair Design located at 5191 West Charleston Boulevard, number 150, today to begin your career in cosmetology. There is something for everyone from cosmetology to nanotechnology. You will be able to have the hands on training that is needed to succeed in this career field. Call 702 878 1185 or visit www.ahdvegas.com today. The London Bridge Resort in Lake Havasu is the perfect place to vacation in style. Their beautifully designed suites include stunning views, a kitchenette, and free Wi-Fi. The well-reviewed and affordable resort has tons of amenities, including a breakfast buffet, kids' camp, a nine-hole golf course, three pools, a marina, boat tours, a water slide, and a great nightlife scene. London Bridge Resort is centrally located in Lake Havasu City, Arizona. Go to LondonBridgeResort.com to plan your getaway today. London Bridge Resort, your Arizona oasis destination. Interesting, Hot for the T-Shirt, one of my favorite uh, Van Halen songs of all time. <laughs> all right, welcome. It is Pushing the Limits, and uh, thank you for joining us on a Friday. Uh, I'll actually be at Sapphire next Friday broadcasting the show live out there, and I always love having interesting guests. I mean, boy, we've had some interesting guests this week, from uh, drag queens to uh, former politicians that uh, sent... Uh, <laughs> Sent half-naked pictures to underage girls, which we don't condone. I'm talking about Anthony Weiner. We had him on yesterday. Uh, Who else have we had on this week? Man, we've had some interesting guests, that's for sure. And the guest we have in studio right now I I find fascinating. She is a former Arizona high school teacher who uh, took a lot of crap and slack for dressing sexy. Uh, I guess everybody can define what dressing sexy looks like. Uh, But uh, she had enough of it, and she said, that's it. I quit. F you guys. And now she decided to become a uh, 
OnlyFans model, and she also offers training courses to help others follow in her X-rated footsteps, so to speak. She's making a lot of money doing it, and I applaud her for it. Uh, Courtney Tilia joining us right now in studio, who's also going to be at Sapphire this Sunday for their draft party. Courtney, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Thank you. you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm I'm happy that you're here. I get sick and tired of talking about Donald Trump and making fun of Republicans. So yeah, let's not not do that. Okay. All right. Take me back to square one. Okay, Did you I go was to college? Born April 29th. <laughs> Not that <No>. early. <laughs> Not that early. Um, so you went to college. You got I did. a college degree. I've gotten a few of them. I went to Arizona State. I got a bachelor's. Good school. Was like, yeah, it's a great school. Yep. I was like, wow, this isn't paying the bills. Yep. Um, and I was like, I need to defer these loans a little bit longer. Right. And so I went back and got a master's. And I was like, wow, that got me $20 more per paycheck. I'm going to need to get another degree. Um, and so I was three-fourths of the way through my PhD when the yep. president of the school came up to me and she said, quote, Courtney, I am so proud of you, but we will not be paying you for that. And that was the start of a huge moment where I was like, what am I doing? Like everyone told me my whole life, I need to go to college. Once you go to college, you'll get this great job. You'll make all this money. And I did those things and I'm unfulfilled not happy, broke as can be, student loans out the kazoo. Like I was like, this is, this isn't what I was told it was going to be. And you always wanted to be a teacher. Is that fair to say? Well, I've kind of gone around, like I got my pilot's license when I was 16. I was like, I'm going to be in the military. I'm going to be a pilot. And then got to college and I was like, I hate this. And so then went into the teaching path. I wish you were my teacher in high school. I'm sure you get that all the time. <laughs> all the, but all let's the time. Let's go through the DMs yeah, and look yeah, how many all of that the time. I get. <laughs> but okay, so explain this to me. You're teaching, you're not making a lot of money, you're yeah. somewhat miserable. Um how are you dressing when you're when you're uh, you're a high school teacher, right? Yeah, so I taught severe special needs kids, kids that were physically aggressive, couldn't go to a public school. So oh, I've wow. had concussions, I've been spit, bit, slapped, all the things. Oh. I loved those students, but my school's dress code was very professional. So I'm talking like pencil skirts, slacks. You would think because I'm getting beat up, they're like, okay, you know what? Leggings, sweats, like you got to be able to move. I'm like dressed to the T on my short, my little budget. And I'm still, I'm getting dress coded. We would have jean days with a polo on Friday and I'd wear jeans and I'd get dress coded because my jeans were tight. I'm very curvy. So things just kind of fit me a little different. So, As am I in the stomach area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. You get I'm it. I'm very just, curvy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, this is like really frustrating. Sounds like a Mormon school. <laughs> Sounds like, like, like you're in Utah somewhere where you, yeah, the, the owners were, I think more on the religious side. Oh, what a shock. What a shocker. What a shocker. <laughs> um, but they had the a way, very are, professional image that they wanted yeah, to have. Yeah, these are probably community. the same guys who put the, that into place. And they're the same people that cheat on their wives left and right. They're probably members of your OnlyFans thing. Yeah. They secretly yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. User 9675. Hypocrite yeah. bastards. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't even remember the question at this point, but yeah. So, so, uh, they have these strict rules. So what is the type of outfit that you're wearing oh, when you're teaching? Slacks, pencil skirts, fully buttoned up, fully covered. Like, so why do they have a no problem nose, with that? No nose piercing. Like, So who complained to you? I would get in dress code because my clothes would be too tight. Oh, jeez. Are you serious? Yeah, like my jeans. I remember one particular Friday, the CFO, she was a female and the only really female in the administration. <laughs> and so they made her come talk to me. I've never talked to this woman before, ever. And I'm like, the only time you're ever going to have a relationship with me is when you come directly to my classroom I'm at the back of the school to dress code me. And she like pulled me out of my class and was just like, these jeans are a little tight. And they just, I was like, 
I'm curvy. Like they just hug. Like everybody else is wearing tight fitting things, but like you, you can't. So when she comes up to you and she says, your jeans are too tight, your pants are too tight. What is your response? You just say, hey, I'm curvy. Like, what do you? Yeah. I was just like, okay, what am I going to do? Fight this woman in the hallway? (laughs) So a man never said that to you. No. It was only a woman that said that They sent a woman. I don't know where it came from because it had to, she's never, she never saw me. I'm wondering if a man could actually do that with a straight face. Like could actually come up to you and say. I have a story for you. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so I started posting sexy pictures on my Instagram. My husband would take them. And you're married. You're married married. woman. Yes. Yes. I've been with my husband. I met him at the school. We've been together 12 and a half years. Mm -hmm. And so I was getting ready for a bodybuilding show. Mm -hmm. And so I'm taking progress pics and they're starting to get a little sexier, a little sexier. My Instagram is private and he's the one running my page. So he's posting them and doing the things. Um, Anybody who was using the school's Wi-Fi... It would save the photos to the school server. Mm-hmm. So the entire administration <laughs> has my photos. I'm taking like ass pics. Like, That's pretty and, funny. Yeah. So they, everyone was too nervous. So like the principal could it. see it? Everybody. Oh, everyone's Everybody in the school. The counselors. I I don't know to what extent. The administration. All the crusty old men. HR. So HR, they didn't want to talk to me about it. But these are not naked pictures. These are. They are not. Sexy pictures. They're sexy. They may have been implied. I can't. Instagram had much more lax community guidelines at that time. Um, But they called my husband into the office to talk to him about it, (laughs) about my inappropriate photos. Um, And then no one ever talked to me about it. They only talked to him. And he was like, it's not going to change. Can you imagine? Her account's private. Like, we're not changing anything. And they were like, okay. Can you imagine what that conversation must have been like when your husband walks in and maybe somebody said, you know, we got your wife, even though she's got clothes on, she's on all fours. Uh, it's a little bit inappropriate. We've got, we've got. She's uh, wearing these daddy yeah. panties. What we, what we don't want is we want, we don't want our history teacher with an erection when he's teaching the students. Yeah. Uh, can you just imagine what that <laughs> must have been bad. so well, awkward. And I was like, I always want to know, like, who was it who like looked at the server and was like, oh no. And then did you bring it to the principal? Was everybody in the office like looking at my photos? I always am curious. Okay, about I that. have to ask you this because. You hear the stories all over the country. And and listen, it's not funny. I get it. Like a teacher should never be doing something inappropriate with a student. Um, It's one thing if, you know, a professor's in his 30s or 40s, whatever, and it's legal and somebody's, you know, in their 20s. That's Like college to that. that, That's different. different. But but you know all the stories I'm talking about where you'll get like a 15-year-old or a 16-year-old having a relationship with a female teacher. And yeah, you're going to hear some inappropriate jokes. Jeez, I wish a teacher did that to me. But in reality, yes, it is inappropriate. It's now, I, inappropriate. I know you never did anything like that. Did Absolutely you ever have, not. But did you ever have any <laughs> any students hit on you? All the time. Really? All the time. <laughs> and I mean, I'm a hot teacher. I'm a hot female. I ended up teaching middle school and high school. So I'm like, oh boy, they're hormones. At that, yeah, they're <laughs> at that stage. And I just like... <laughs> I would just please go take a walk or like get a break from the environment and stuff like that. So I always just like tried to like, I don't want to shame them because like it's age appropriate in the sense of like the hormones or different things like that. But I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, no. Did anybody, any of the students ever inappropriately touch you? Like spank you or? (laughs) I, okay. (laughs) I was teaching this fifth grade class and Mm -hmm. a student, I was like, at the desk next to this particular student helping him and this kid slapped me on the ass. And so... I mean, I'm laughing because it's funny. It is funny. Okay, so it became a big deal. And so the entire administration was called into the office and including this student's administration because he was coming from a separate school. So we have superintendents, we have principals, we have 
um, counselors. Like there's 13 people in this meeting. Right. And the dad is only speaking Spanish. And so we're waiting for translation. And he stands up and he's like slapping his ass and bouncing in his chair. And I'm sitting here like, what is going on? And the I see the interpreter's like face turn red. And I'm like, what is going on? And she goes, he says that you deserved to be spanked. <laughs> and the whole <laughs> meeting just goes silent because we're like, what? Like, what do you say? The dad says that I deserved it because I have a fat ass or whatever. Like, what is happening? So it was that was a moment where I was like, what is this life? Very, very, very. And this is happening again in Arizona. There's a lot of crazy people in Arizona. There's some nice people in Arizona, too. But that Carrie Lake deserves to be spanked. Anyway, that's another story for another for another show. Um, not, in a, not in a sexual way spanked no. either. Am I? Am I? I don't. Uh, well, we won't go there. Okay, I, won't, okay. I, won't, I, won't, I won't. I won't talk about Carrie Lake because that'll get me very angry. But anyway. Um, all right. So. You're getting, I would call that harassed, uh, not necessarily by students. I think yeah. while I don't condone what the student did, I, 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 it sounds to me like it was kind of playful, inappropriate. Don't do it and again. And special but, needs. So it's hard yeah. to say to what extent it was like a sexual thing or like I'm having struck, like struggling to communicate. Like it's yeah. hard to tell. It's not, not something that I would consider to be serious. Yes. No. Um, Okay, so you got you got pictures that everyone's seen of you, sexy pictures in the school. You've got a female who uh, works in the school who took you aside and said your pants were too tight. So you're kind of fed up. I would imagine you're probably not making a and ton I'm of money. Broke. What are you making? Like thirty five, forty thousand a year? Yes. Okay, so so not a great salary. No. Right. What did your what does your husband do? If you don't mind me asking, he was a school teacher at the same. Okay, so, so we got two of those great okay, salaries. So you're working. You're both working really hard, and yeah. you're, you're scraping by, and you're yes. you're, you're teaching. And then at what point do you say to yourself, and I would imagine you talk about this to your husband and family yeah. members and be like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I don't want to teach anymore. Yeah. So my husband actually quit first um, and started really? his own business wow. as a life coach. Um, and so he was getting that off the ground and I continued one more year of teaching. Um, and about halfway through the year, I was like in a really bad mental place, just like depressed and anxious, miserable, removed from my family. And we are at a Costco parking lot. My husband was like, this can't continue. Like, this is not working. Like, what do you need? And I was like, I can't teach anymore. And he was like, if you could do anything all day and money wasn't an obstacle, what would you do? Which was crazy because we're broke, mm. like on the verge of filing bankruptcy broke, like right. really bad. That's horrible. And I was like, I, I guess I would go to the gym. I don't even know. I don't know who I am or what I like. And he was like, great, resign. And like, that was like, honestly, the saving point in like all of our lives because I resigned, I finished out the school year, but that was the opportunity for me to figure out like who I am, what I like, what I enjoy. And that, that moment is what has created all of this. And at what moment did you say to yourself, I want to show off my body. I want to take my clothes off. <laughs> I want to share it to the world for a price, of course. Yeah. I mean, because that's a big step. It is a big step. So that had started even a few years before he quit teaching. I had, we had started posting my photos online and people would be like, hey, I'll pay you like 300 bucks for like a two minute video. And I was like, oh man, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I get that like, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Like, I grew up super religious. Like, Did you really? What teacher? religion, if you don't mind me asking? I grew up Christian. Like, Why is it? Okay. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Because I've talked to other people like yourself that come from very religious backgrounds. Do you feel like being kept, everything kept inside and religion and don't do this and this is improper and this is proper. Don't do sex before marriage. You know, all this stuff. Yeah. And it just bundles up inside of you and you finally say enough is enough. Screw it. And I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people like there's you that come from religious backgrounds, right? And it's not from a place of like, we're telling you not to do these things because right. it's a safety thing or it's like 
anything. It's like literally just to control people. Like right. it's not actually done for anybody's benefit, to, but to control. And I don't believe that like me having sex or multiple sex partners keeps me from going to heaven or like that it no like, i think that's I, absurd <laughs> i think it's yeah. i think it's a bunch of made-up stuff that I we're agree. like meant to follow and then we do it and then we're like wait a second like this isn't actually making sense and all those people are still doing it too they're just like shameful and then also judging me for it exactly. i'm just open hypocrites about it. yeah I, I could not agree with you more yeah so um you're an uh, is it fair to characterize you and your husband as open poly people yeah, we call our relationship monogamish. <laughs> so there's no jealousy there. You both are happy. You don't mind yeah. your your husband with another woman. And, and I, you... I wouldn't say I'm fully there. Okay. I'm still working. Like I came from like I have a very traumatic past. So I feel like I'm still working through mine. We do have threesomes. And that environment, seeing him with another woman there, I love. I have a great time. Me, him being but with somebody. Being but there. that I'm not ready for. You know, it's an interesting because... Um, there are certain people out there that are okay with it. There's, yeah. a, there's a jealousy factor involved. And yet there are people that enjoy seeing their partner getting pleased by somebody yeah. else. I say, I don't want to judge. You do you. Uh, for me, you know, I, I tried that. I was yeah. in a relationship where we tried the open poly thing and it wasn't for me. I mean, I love one person. I don't, uh, it's weird. I didn't find other females she was with to be threatening to me. I was totally cool with that. Yeah. But I didn't want her with other dudes, right? Sure. And, and, and so I found out what I was comfortable with, what I was yeah. not. I think it's very difficult to force it or to get used to something. It's yeah. either you're, you're, you're okay with something or you're not. Yeah. You're okay with, as long as you're in the room, you're okay with it. Yeah. I'm not sure you'll ever be okay with. And that's know, what yeah. I was like, I'm willing, I'm going to work through my trauma and work through my different things. And right. if, if I get through that. And I'm like, Oh, I'm yeah. so excited for you to be with somebody else. Amazing. If I'm like, I've worked through this and I'm still not, then that's just, so your husband, let's talk about him for a yeah. moment. Um, let's do. so he's okay. Is he okay with you being with another man? Yes. Wow. That's interesting. He, he is the that's most rare. <laughs> loving, accepting, like person. That's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, I, I'm going to say cool because he yeah. sounds like a very secure person and he's so secure. He wants you to be happy. Yeah. Right. He, people right? always ask, they're like, what about, cause I come to Vegas all the time and they're like, she's in Vegas. Like, are you good? And he was like, whatever makes her happy. Like we have very open communication. That's great. Um, and and so, you guys have been married for how long? We've been men, married for over 10 together. Okay, for so 13. obviously it's working. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, it's working. It's working. working. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's super cool. Yeah. All right. So that's fascinating to me. So you decide to quit. You resign. Your husband gives you advice. He's supportive. I would imagine mm -hmm. uh, your friends are supportive as well. Yeah. And you quit. Um, when is it that you become viral and you become, I'm going to say a national story because you've done a lot of national shows. Yeah. Uh, I was reading articles about you, Google. And now if I Google you, some interesting pictures come up too. I'm not complaining about that. You know, you know what's so funny about that is I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fully realize, and this is maybe naive of me. When I Googled myself initially, I only saw the articles and like the very like photos of me that the media use. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if there's nudes of me on the internet. Types in Courtney tell you nude, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Whoa. Yeah. Well, well, today, for example, I'll yeah. do show research on anybody. I you saw know? you followed my Twitter, and I was like, yes. "Oh, this." Well, there, there, you, there go. you saw some things. Well, well I, like I'll do show research on anybody. I'll be honest with you. Doing show research on you today was a lot more enjoyable than it's my a normal good time, show huh? research. So the first thing that pops up is oh, I think you, you just tweeted this or whatever. I guess you did a training session with your trainer, and you both took a bunch of topless pictures. Do you? Which, did you see who it was though? No, I didn't. Who oh, is it? you missed the. That's the best part. Who is it? Adra Fox. 
I don't. Am I stupid? I don't know who that is. Oh my god! Yeah. Is she a famous model or a f- huge famous porn star? Oh, I see. I should know that. Evan's, yeah, that's e- why I was like, "What do you mean?" I've interviewed Katie Morgan. Evan Stone is a friend of mine. I know. Yeah. I, I I've never interviewed her, but I didn't know her. Age it's weird. Friends. I don't. I don't like. I go to the Avian Awards every year. And I go to the expo, but I'm not lying to you. Um, Not that I'm against porn, but I'm not like a big, I'm not in, I I don't watch the movies and I don't like, like, you know, I'm not, I don't know a lot of the names. I could name you a few, but I, I, so, so that's nothing against her. I'm just, I don't know a lot of the names. Everybody that I posted, they're like, oh my gosh, it's Adra. So, so (laughs) I feel like everybody is like, oh, we But anyway, when I Googled your name, that's because I was doing some research on you. That's the first thing that came up. There's actually an article coming out about that. (laughs) Um, In the UK, they've sent me things. They're like, please answer our following questions about this gym <laughs> time that you had <laughs> so you're you, you start you know be making a name for yourself right yeah and and when it started does, in 2021 2021 so when does the big money start coming in 2021 the day that that first so i was in the phoenix sky harbor airport i sent a tweet to somebody who worked for the new york post and i was just feeling sassy about myself and i was like former teacher turned only fans and she was like can you do an interview tomorrow and i was like oh like, what have I done? Like, yeah. what have, what am I doing? So I start to panic and I was like, ah, uh, and then I did the interview and they're like, the story will come out by Monday. So I'm like, Saturday, I'm like, whatever, say what you want. Tuesday, Sunday, I'm like starting to panic a little bit. Monday, I wake up because it's East Coast time and I'm like, it's out. The first thing we noticed in the article, they called my husband, whose name is Nick, Mike. And I was like, <laughs> oh no, this is a disaster. <laughs> um, but honestly, that moment was such a turning point in our lives. Like, one of the greatest things, one of the greatest things I've ever tweeted um, to get that article picked up. And it's been amazing. And now here you are today. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be hanging out at Sapphire today. And then on Sunday, you're actually being paid to make an appearance there. Yeah. Uh, is your husband in town too, or is it just no, you? No, just me. So you're going to, it's their draft party. They do, they're doing a draft party at the pool on Sunday and we're there every other week, uh, broadcasting live from Sapphire. It's awesome. The man, it's my, uh, by far the, the, in my opinion, the best gentleman's club in Las Vegas. I love being yeah. there. I'm like, I good get people. paid to be there, but like, I actually like really enjoy being there. Yeah. It's fun. It, yeah. It's, it's a good time and the staff is great. And that, they're that great. certainly is a big, uh, the big part of it. Yeah. Margarita, yeah. the watermelon margaritas. Yeah. All right, let's get to the meat and potatoes. Okay, here. let's do it. Um, how much money? Like, what are the large amounts of money that you've made just in a month in doing what you do? Basically, just taking your clothes off, showing off your body. Like, um, well, how much money can you make doing something like this? How how much money you can make? It's yeah. it's really endless because I have friends who are making hundreds of thousands a month. Um, the most the most I've made is like one sixty in a month. One hundred and sixty grand in a month. What do you do with that money? Well, I have four children. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotta put food on the table. <laughs> um, you have but, four children. Yeah. How do you keep your body so toned? I'm at the gym every day. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Four kids you've popped out. That's I, unbelievable. I birthed two, but I've taken care of the other two. That's incredible. Yeah. So 160000 you make in a month. Uh, let me ask you this. Maybe this is too personal, but I'm curious. Yeah. What's the most money somebody has ever offered you? I would imagine you get these offers all the time for a, spend a night with you. I'm sure you get that. I all get the time. that a lot. And um people aren't willing my I always say my rate is a hundred K. Um a hundred thousand dollars. What if the guy only lasts like ten minutes? That's up to him. That's, that's like, on you. That ain't my that's not my so, deal. Hypothetically speaking, if Numchuck said, I'm not saying he would, he's a happily married man, but hypothetically <laughs> speaking, if Numchuck said I want ten minutes with you, uh how how much would you charge Numchuck? A hundred K. 
Justin, it's could a, you afford that? It's the going rate. It's the going rate. Payment plan? <laughs> Do you for those like four payment, like how on Amazon, right. the four so, payments? So let me ask you this then. How many of those nights have you had? None. No one's been willing to put up 100K. Not yet. Yeah. I And to be honest with you, I've never like really advertised it um, or really talked about it. What about, about it? a couple? I would imagine couples will, will reach out to you as well. Like if you had, if had a really nice couple, they seem like good, nice people, and they just want to have some fun with you. Would you still charge them 100K? Um, may, Depending. Yeah. I have like maybe rates depending on like if it's something I would be interested in and be fun with that maybe yeah. it goes down a little bit. What if, these are a lot of what ifs. Okay. Nothing sexual. Mm-hmm. But you have a fan, somebody from your OnlyFans, whatever the case may be, and they just want to have a night out in the town with you. Nothing sexual. They don't yeah. go back to your room. Just want to date, you know, take you to dinner. Let's go I to a, a show. I get a lot of those, actually. Yeah. Nothing sexual, right? Yeah. They just want to spend some time with you. What, 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 how does that work? Well, typically people offer like a, a allowance per se. So like I've had, I, I actually got on seeking arrangements. And so like people are like, I'll pay you 7,000 for the, like the day to go on a date and like, and, and take me shopping. And I'm like, that actually, that yeah. have, sounds have you, more interesting. What are some of the weirdest requests you've had? I know we got to be PG 13 here. I'm sure you've had some very strange requests, um, but like, what are some of the weird ones that we can say on the radio that you've had? Okay. The one that I found most unique um, that is PG would be to watch me dive to the bottom of the pool to pick up coins. Um, that is really strange. Is that a fetish? That, I don't know. I never heard I, of that I one before. I didn't hear that I've fetish heard a strange before, fetish. I've never heard of that one before. I know. Oh, I really get off by watching an attractive woman it's like a dive into a pool and thing. grab penies. Yeah. Honestly, I was like, I used to do it <laughs> as a child all the time. So I'm happy to I feel like, like, I, re- I, live that. I feel like that would be like an anti-Semitic joke or something that someone would make at my expense. I don't know. That's strange. <laughs> it, uh, it was unique. And I was like, I don't have a pool. So like, not only do you have to pay my like rate, but you have to pay an Airbnb fee. Um, and they weren't, they, they weren't willing to pay that. And so it never happened, but it was definitely a unique request. How many, uh, only fans do you have? I have 60,000, 60,000 fans and they all have to pay for a subscription. Not, I have a free page and a paid page. Right, so like right, 4k right. on my pay and then 60k on my free. <laughs> wow. That is, that is, uh, that's a lot of people and you have yeah. a pretty good following like Instagram. You do Instagram yeah, and Twitter. I lost my main Instagram, but Why? yeah. Um, there's just that huge scam where they take people down and then charge them like 10 K to get their stuff back. And I was like, I'm yeah. not dealing with it. I'll tell you what I want to do. Cause I know you okay. get, I want you to stick around for one more segment. Yeah, if you let's can, do it. And then I know you're, they're taking you to Sapphire. Yes. I want to ask you some questions about prostitution, whether you oh. think it's legal or should be illegal or illegal. Yeah. I want to talk to you about the sex industry as a whole. Let's do it. And, uh, I also feel like some women in this country are attacked for just being sexual and being themselves and they're called names for that which i think is wrong so i want to yeah let's i want to i want to talk to you uh, about that when we come back she's courtney tilia uh and uh she is i love this story she is a teacher <laughs> turned uh, uh only fans model who's doing very well for herself and it sounds like her husband is a pretty cool dude too so we'll take a quick break we'll be back here with courtney right after this you're listening to pushing the limits right here on kshp Hey, everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? 
that true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client, so please give them a call, 702-248-0554. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Friday. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo and Jones. I got to tell you, it's my favorite gaming bar in town. They got great promotions. If you're in the service industry, you get a $50 match play there. If you're a police officer in uniform, you get a free lunch. Uh, can't beat it, Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo Jones. Check it out. If you're just joining us, you've missed a lot. Her name is <laughs> Courtney Tilia, and she's a former Arizona high school teacher. Who was kind of getting harassed for for wearing clothing too tight of pants. It's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> uh, and she said, screw this. I'm not going to be a teacher anymore. I, I want to, you know, flaunt my flesh, so to speak. And it seems to be working out very well for her and her husband, by the way. They seem to be very happy. She's going to be uh, at Sapphire, uh, which is a great sponsor of this show. We're going to be out there next Friday doing our show live out there. And she's going to be there Sunday for their draft party at the pool. You can't find them more. I tell you, it's, it, it's the most in, most fun I've ever had in any pool in Las Vegas is Sapphire. Uh, totally. And, yes. And she is Courtney Tilia joining us in studio. All right, Courtney. Amazing. So, you know, 45 minutes from Las Vegas, a uh, little city called Pahrump. And in Pahrump... Uh, Lamar Odom made it famous uh, for the yeah. wrong reasons, but uh, prostitution is legal. They have these bunny yeah. ranches out there where it's legal. Now, all the women there and men, whoever they are, they have to be tested. It's yes. all safe. There's cameras, not in the bedroom, but, um, you know, uh, the women are protected. You're wearing protection. Uh, and it's all, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's 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 legalized, but there there's also uh, a commission that makes sure that yeah. they're doing everything right. I'm forgetting the word. Regulated. For it. Yes, correct. Thank you, Dumbchuck. It's regulated. Yes. But yet you drive here and you see all these billboards that say "women direct to your room," <laughs> and we all know what that means, right? You yeah. pay them a fee, and then not that I've ever done it before. Don't give me that look. But you know, y- you, you pay them a fee, and then there's extracurriculars that would cost more money. But yet it's illegal. In this, in Las Vegas and in most of Nevada, prostitution is illegal. Yes. What do you think about that? And do you think prostitution should be legalized? I do think it should be legal. Well, decriminalized because then we can make it safe. Mm-hmm. We can have just the things like you said. We can have the testing done. We can have open communication. When it, 
when we make things illegal, it's not that it's not happening anymore. Clearly it's happening. It's that now people are doing it in unsafe ways. We don't have testing. We potentially don't have full consent um, and things like that. So when we can do it that way, then it just like opens it up. People always say that too about the porn industry. Um about like how, how wrong it is. And I was like, I've never had so much communication, consent, testing, safety protocols in place as that like industry. Like I was like, I feel so safe. There's nothing that I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. Are you good with that? Like everything has been discussed to where I'm like, if we allowed it to be decriminalized, then we can have safety, safety things in place. I could not agree with you more. Let the state make some money off it. uh, Just like marijuana, Uh, let it be regulated. Listen, am I saying all illegal prostitution, it's going to end all that? Of course not. There's still going to be obviously people on the streets and it's still going to be dangerous, but I think some of those people will be off the streets. So I I couldn't uh, agree with you more on that. All right. I want to talk a little bit with you about double standards, right? (laughs) Uh, Like I've never heard of a man that's a teacher that would be wearing tight pants and then somebody would come up to them and say, Hey, you're, you're, your pants are, are too tight. I can see your testes. Like I have not, I, I, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I haven't seen that but one. Like, but like, you know, I, it's a, to me, yeah. it's a double standard. Yes. And let me give you another example. Like a man can be out with a different woman every night of the week. And, thousand percent. and, and, and they're not going to get the same type of negativity, I guess you could say, as you would get if a woman was out with a man every day of the week. And I think that's wrong. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. If a woman spreads her stuff or she's a stripper or if a woman is in the sex industry, or if a woman has multiple partners, you know the terms that I'm talking about that uh, some people will call somebody like sure. you, which, by the way, I think is wrong. I believe that. I kind of t- like them for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. But I think some women are offended by sure, that. And they absolutely. Feel like, and they feel like it's a double standard. It what, is a what double do standard. What do you think about that? It a thousand percent is a double standard. If I remember even from high school where it was like a guy would be like, oh, I hooked up with this girl. And they'd be like, yeah, bro, like high five. And if a girl was like, I hooked up and they'd be like, you Why know. do you think that is? I never really understood Because that. there's been has so much shame put on females, our expression, our bodies for decades. And it just keeps passing down and down and down that it just has become like a normalized thing to where not only do a lot of men accept that as like, oh, she's those names. Yeah. But also women have taken on those as like, oh, I I am that because I do express myself or I show my body or whatever that that makes me. I want to say those words, but yeah, you could say whore. You oh, say, okay. I yeah. can say whore. Yeah. It does make you a whore. If you <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like for me having my chest out like this, I'd be like, that makes you a whore. Like even women would say that because yeah. it's been put on us for so long. Andrew Tate recently said that I was one of the reasons he turned to Muslim because I express myself, show my body and create the content that I do. Okay. Well, that's ridiculous. Andrew Tate is a moron. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. He... But, but the things that he yeah. has done. Yeah to women and then to call me something because I create content in a very safe way. Why would he say that? It actually is not hurting anyone because there was an article that came out about me in the New York post saying that God told me to be a Christian porn star. Um, And I do believe I'm here to help women to work through shame and judgment and the things that we're talking about, the double standards. Yeah, I'm sure Andrew Tate's going to be a wonderful Muslim. Um, (laughs) What a moron. I don't understand that statement at all. So he sees a sexy woman strutting her stuff and he says, oh, that's terrible. I think I want to be a Muslim. It makes no sense. I think it's actually that my power in myself is a threat. I was going to ask you about that. Do you feel like there are men in society, maybe the the alt-right, whatever, Christian, evangelicals, you mentioned it earlier. It's just about power. Like, like yes. it's almost like they want to control you. Yes. Right. Explain They've that. done it for so long. 
So if we have the, the woman's energy is so powerful and we've known that for centuries and it's been shut down for so long because I think people know like we have this power and this energy and the sensuality. So I think it does feel like a threat to people versus like it, it was never meant to be a threat. It was supposed to be a power that we all use together for the goodness of everyone. Have you had any uh, famous people reach out to you that are fans <laughs> of yours that you could mention people that that enjoy your work? Or um, even a famous person that asked you out on a date that wanted to spend a night with you. Um, like, was it Pauly Shore? Like, I'm gonna... <laughs> I love Pauly Shore. So it do was I. not Pauly Shore. So do I. I wish I did get a cameo from Pauly Shore, but it was not nothing sexual. Um, Drake. Really? Drake reached out to you. So mm-hmm. can you tell me how that went down? <laughs> so it started because Antonio Brown reached out, had his trainer reach out, which I, I've been told that he reaches out to everyone so it's nothing big his trainer reached out and was like he wants to fly you out to training camp this is obviously a couple years ago this is when he was on pittsburgh uh yes okay um go on and so i was like i kind of just want to see what this guy has to say so i'm like messaging with him and um he i gave him my husband's phone number because I was like, I don't really, this was over Snapchat uh, where it started. And he was like, give me your phone number. And I was like, I really just don't even want to deal with this guy. So I gave him my husband's phone number. And at the time we all had COVID in our house. So we're in like separate rooms. Uh, My husband had COVID and I didn't. So I'm in the living room. He's in the bedroom. And he like (laughs) shows me a screenshot that Antonio Brown had given my number or my husband's number to Drake. And that he (laughs) had woken up to a text from Drake. um, And it like had the owl. His like famous thing. So, so Antonio Brown at the time he's playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a fan of yours. Yeah, he asked you for your phone number. Yeah, and then he gives and you give him the number of your husband, which I think is hilarious and probably a smart move because Antonio Brown is a sandwich short of a picnic. Um, and then for whatever reason, Antonio Brown gives your number to Drake. Yeah, didn't even ask if like, hey, is it like for me? Like that's a common courtesy. Like before I give anybody's number to somebody else, I'm like, hey, are you okay with this exchange? Doesn't ask, just like passes along my my and husband's Drake number. Drake just sends you or your husband a text of an owl. Yeah, and that's it. And then he said, he, what did he say after that? We have a screenshot (laughs) of it somewhere, but he said it was his name or whatever. It's Drake. (laughs) And that was it? Like there was no other interaction? Yeah. Other than that. Wow. That is, uh, that is definitely fascinating to me. I don't know why Antonio Brown asked you for your number and then gives the number to (laughs) Drake. That's interesting. I think he realized like it was going nowhere. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. So. All right. Let let me get some pricing here. Um, I'm just curious. Uh, Hypothetically speaking, uh-huh. if I want you to do a topless video mm. and say, hey, I love Brian. He's my favorite bald radio host of all time. And then you just do like, a, I don't know, 20 or 30 second video topless. Yeah. What does that run? What would that cost? I one do of those for I do those for a hundred bucks. Um, That's not bad. It's not bad at all. I do cameos too for like 50. So I'm like, I, I double it for being topless saying your name. Yeah, it's pretty quick. It's easy. It's quick money for me. It takes me not a lot of time. So would Numchuck get a 50% discount? <laughs> <laughs> Why me? Um, sure, we can do a promo code. No, I'm a big, he's a big fan. That's actually pretty cool. I, I yeah. kinda, that's actually not that much. You know, it's interesting. No. We had, uh, I don't know if you remember William Hung from American Idol. I a thousand percent remember yeah. William Hung. So uh, William Hung was sitting in that seat and he, oh, and he, and he sang some She Bangs, She Bangs. Oh, and uh, so he good. makes a boatloads of money on Cameo. I believe like, you that. You wouldn't believe the amount of money he makes I on Cameo. I would definitely buy that. Yeah, I mean, he makes a lot of money. This is very lucrative. And and like, I don't want to use this term, but like for some 
I don't know, B-listers, C-list celebrities that maybe are struggling to get work these days, they make boatloads of money. Honestly, Cameo is great because it's like a little side gig. It takes you 30 seconds. It also costs them to message you four bucks each. And so like, I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like, I've raked. I've raked in some money. Also, I'm on Cameo not only as myself, but Santa's little helper. So Ooh. during the holidays, I make videos about if you're on the naughty or nice list. Get so, to give Santa his Christmas goose early. I like that. Uh-huh, I like that. Exactly. This was William Hung, by the way, in studio. I'll play you a little bit oh, of it. Please. Tell, tell me what you think. She bangs, she bangs. <sighs> oh, baby, when she moves, she moves. Exactly how I, I go it. crazy because she loves like it flow, but she's still like it be. Now, every girl in history. There we go. Ah, oh, there it's we go. so good. <laughs> I am here for some William Hung. I remember that. I you was remember like, this his, guy. Uh, his Christmas uh, album was called Hung for the Holidays. <laughs> Yeah, I do remember yeah, yeah. this. Yeah, it, was, it was it was it was really really good. All right, so you get some weird requests here and there, uh, but for the most part, people are pretty respectful. I, I, uh, yeah, I would you know, of the thousands and thousands of fans, I think I've blocked thirteen, and that's I told you how many I've yeah. I've have over sixty thousand. So. Thousands and thousands, and of that's fans. people that are still there. I've had people come and go. So. What is it like? Because I would imagine you get this a lot, not just from the times you make appearances, but just in public when somebody recognizes you yeah. and goes up to you. Is that strange for you? Like, how does that interaction happen? No, I prefer people to come up and say hi to me. What's weird to me is when you look at me, talk at me, take a side photo. Like, I would much rather you just like come up to me. <laughs> I would much rather you just be like, hey, oh my gosh, like I'm a fan or I saw you in the news or whatever it may be. Like, I'd much rather that than just the like weird thing over there. Have you ever been approached of doing like a film, like to, to be actual a real porn star? Is that something you would ever consider um, doing? I have not been approached. I'm not really sure where I'm at with that because I really like owning my own content mm-hmm. and like the power of all of that. I choose who I work with, when I work, how quick I work, all of it, that I'm really enjoying that freedom. I mean, say Katie Morgan comes up to you, for example. Okay. That's one of the porn stars I do know. And and she's a pretty big name. And she's like, hey, yeah. I want you to star with me in this movie. We'll pay you 50 grand or 100 grand. Yeah. Is that something yeah. you would consider doing? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what I was like for the right scene, the right person. Like I'm only doing girl, girl stuff. So like the right scene, right person, right, right. thing. Yeah. Definitely. What do you make of a portion of society that is so against the sex industry? They're against whether it be strip clubs, uh, legal prostitution. They're against anything pornography. And, you know, you saw the Woody Harrelson movie, Larry Flint movie, and, and there are still people like that. Yeah. Uh, what Larry Flint had to go through, the late Larry Flint, uh, his whole life. There are still people like that in society. And I'm usually talking about the ultra-religious people. We touched on it a little bit. What do you make of these types of people that want to interfere in your lives? Because I don't understand them. If you don't want to be an OnlyFans uh, subscription uh, to Courtney, you don't have to be. But yet they want to tell you what to do. I don't understand that. You know, when the article came out about me, the the super religious were in my DMs. Um, and you know what I found super interesting was that they were telling me to like off myself. Um, which How Christian. I, How Christian of That's them. the part that yeah, I was yeah. like. Wait a second. You're upset with what I do. Fine. You can have your viewpoints, your beliefs, whatever. But to come at me and judge me, shame me, and tell me to hurt myself in some way, like, is to me, I'm like, that's a reflection of you. I agree. That is, that has nothing to do with me, what I do. I'm not hurting anybody. Um, and so to me, I'm like, I actually really hope that you get help because like, if you'll talk to some random person on the internet that way, how are you talking to yourself, your family, your friends, whatever, that I'm like, I actually send you my love because 
that's a really bad place to live from. I just, I just don't understand some of these yeah. people. I, I really don't. And it seems like some of the people that are the most religious people are the ones that are, are doing the most sins, right? <laughs> no, they really are. They right? really are. I'm I mean, like, you're not breaking mind- the law. No. You're not doing anything wrong. No. And people are always like, well, what about like the, the relationships where the husband's consuming a bunch of porn? To me, like, and I talk about this in my OnlyFans too, like, I help people to be able to You're a life have coach. life coach, yeah. have relationships, open communication. What part of them feels like they can't communicate with you or have shame and judgment around it? To me, I'm like, this is just a uh, place where he feels yeah. safe or they feel safe right. that it then gets to transfer into like the relationship dynamics of if communication more, and safety and desires and things, things if, like that. If more couples would, would talk to people like you, there's no question that I think their relationships would be more healthy. You need right. to talk to my parents. That's for sure. They hate each other. But anyway. <laughs> I, that's a, like a lot of like people are always yeah that's a whole nother topic where it's like people yeah. just stay together to stay together and yeah. i'm like this is they weird. don't hate each other but they do argue a lot that's yeah. for sure uh i want to ask you a little bit about your family because you had mentioned that you come from a religious family yeah uh how do your parents feel your family feel about what you're doing now and do you have an okay relationship with your family so my parents i do not but that was i do not have a relationship with them and that started way before i started OnlyFans. like um i haven't had a relationship with my dad since college because he's super religious like um in a cult group oh my so god he's I one ha- of them yeah so there's no relationship i cut that off that's decades gotta be, ago but courtney that's got to be really difficult you don't have a father in your life um when I was the last time you talked to him oh god i i mean i don't even know if he's met my children like he's oh, met my oldest once at like a family thing. So that's um, got to be really hard. But here's the thing though. I don't have my direct parents in my life. My mother-in-law is incredible. Absolutely adore her. She's a huge part of my life. My aunts, my grandparents, huge com- parts of my life as well. And I have friends that I consider my family. So while I don't have a father, right. I have a huge community of people who love and support me. And if you don't mind me asking, how's your relationship these days with your mom? Mom is hit and miss. Mom has a lot of trauma, um, a lot of suicide that has happened in the oh, last so couple sorry. of years. Yeah. That's horrible. So she's kind of in her own thing. So isn't really a mother figure. I mean, kind there's, of in a listen, place. there's no question. I can see that. Yeah. You're obviously very intelligent, very well-spoken. You obviously have great friends around you. It sounds yeah. like you have a wonderful husband and, 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 and he probably has a great family and he all does. that. He does. And I get all that, but I just come from a place and thinking to myself, man, to, to not be able to have that relationship with your dad, like what if he, and if, I really, to be perfectly honest with you, I haven't from the time I've been born, like so ever since that, yes, yeah, like yeah. the minute I was born a female, I was less than, so like, that's horrible. So I, I get to witness people have great relationships with their dad. And there's part of me that's like, Oh, like that's so cool. But I've never had that. So I don't feel like I'm like, Oh, at a loss. Like, Oh, now, now all of a sudden I don't have that. I've never had that. that. But you being in your early thirties now, if you're, if your father, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if hypothetically speaking, he reached out to you and he said, listen, I want a better relationship with you. You know, a big part of this is my fault. I want a better relationship with my daughter. Is that a conversation you would, yeah. you would have with him? Yeah. If, if he was willing to own his things and do better, absolutely. I would, it would be slow and it would be a lot long process, but I'm open to the conversation. I wish he would do that. But, <laughs> but it doesn't sound like you need that. Uh, I, I don't. I, yeah. I really am so fulfilled and have great people that I don't feel like I'm like at a loss. And you know what some people say when a... <laughs> she has daddy issues. <laughs> exa- you, you knew exactly what I, I know, was going to I'm I know. Not, and I'm not saying that. 
But you hear people all the time when you talk about someone in the sex industry or somebody that's a stripper, you hear these hypotheticals or I guess these assumptions, I should say, about yeah. people. Daddy issues, trauma, this and that. Speak we to all those. got trauma. We, I, I agree. <laughs> Some more than others, but I do agree with you. We yeah. all have trauma in, in, in one way, shape or form that makes us who we are. I agree. But when people do make assumptions about you without really knowing much about you, how does that make you feel? Honestly, that's their own thing. Like if you make an assumption and don't know me, if you were to pass me on the street, you wouldn't be like sex worker. Like, of course not. You would I would be say, like, wow, she's really person. attractive. Yeah. You'd be like kind person. Great. <laughs> right. Like my neighbors are probably like, she's a mom. She's a wife. She's always at the gym. She's very sweet and kind. I'm always kind to people. And then you'd be like, oh, wait a second. She does that? Like, it, I feel like I actually question the norms that people have. People think that if you're on OnlyFans or you're doing sex work, you're, it's your last resort. You're uneducated. You have daddy issues. I got daddy issues. That's fine. Um, most of us do. Um, and so I think I actually break a lot of the norms that people think that you are to be that, that I actually mm -hmm. think I make people question their beliefs about what a sex worker is. So if there are people rewind to when you're, you know, I don't know, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, and there are women out there or young ladies out there that come from very religious families and they just want to break out of it. What <laughs> advice would you give to them? Uh, yeah, to yeah, break out of it. Um, How though? To, How do you do that? I think it's beginning to like understand yourself. And what that looks like. For me, I knew parts of myself, but I had suppressed and be with all these voices outside of me with religion, pastors, whatever it was. Like I'm bi and I always shut that down because I was like, oh, I got to be perfect. I got to be straight because if I like women too, like I'm going straight to hell. So if we can like begin by like, who am I? What do I like? What do I enjoy? Um, what do I want to do in life that they can begin to like follow their own voice and their own truth versus like everybody else's opinion. And even if you're not religious, I think that's the most important thing. What do you make of people out there? Uh, the attacks on those of the LGBTQ community and a lot of people that think, uh, being gay or being bi is a choice where I talk to a lot of other women out there that say, uh, I knew I, I liked women or I knew I was, uh, I liked men, uh, when I was five, six years old, what would you yeah. say to people like that? I think, I think that that's something that people have come up with that, that, that it's a choice. I've known forever. Everybody I know that's in the LGBT is known forever. It's that I think people think that they chose that because they come out later. Mm -hmm. Um, that they're like, Oh, I'm going to choose this. And it's just right. that we've had to hide it for so long. It's unfortunate. And I, I, I spoke to a uh, drag queen who I had in studio the other, other day. And the reason why I did that interview was because I can't stand the hatred towards uh, uh, drag queens. I'd and, rather and, drop my kids off at a drag show than a church. Thank you. I, yeah. You know what? And, and he made that same point, And I could not agree with you more. Look yeah. at all the sex scandals. Okay. I'm not saying that every priest molests kids. That would be a ridiculous statement. But yeah. Yes. Have you ever heard of a drag queen reading books to kids, molesting children? I haven't even heard of one story like that. Yeah. And, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. But it was so sad because like I'm talking to this guy. Really nice guy. Right. He's married. He's gay. Amazing. Married guy. And and. He could never be who he wanted to be until yeah. recently because he didn't feel comfortable. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I can't even imagine how difficult that must be to not be able to be who you want to be because in fear of people judging you. And you had yeah. to deal with that with members of your family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I went to the drag convention in LA. And oh, that it must was, have been fun. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was. The that most, sounds fun. I would go to that. 
It, I highly recommend. Yeah. I was like, I wish that people could turn off their judgment for just one second and come to this convention and experience the love that this mm. community experiences and the hate and the judgment that they've shared. I all, mm. They've all shared it, but they've come together in this place where they feel safe. They feel loved. They feel accepted. And you could just feel that in the room. And everyone had their trauma stories or whatever, but they were still coming to a place full of love. And I was yeah. like, I wish that people could experience this for one second yeah. to see that it's not what whatever has made it seem, you know, like hate or no whatever. Question. Yeah. I want to, because I know you you, you got to go here in a couple minutes. Uh, is your ride here yet? Oh, huh? I don't even know. Okay. Well, I, let's talk a little bit about okay. that. You have an appearance Sunday. I do. At Sapphire Pool. Tell me a little bit about this appearance. What time are you going to be there and uh, how can people go? Yeah. I will be at Sapphire in Las Vegas uh, from 2 to 4 on Sunday the 13th. And you just show up. They give you a cabana. You strut your stuff. You talk yeah. to some fans. You take some pictures. Take, yep. And you we get paid. And you get paid to do it. Yes. Life is the hard. Best. It's the best. <laughs> Why is your love- husband coming out here, man? Because oh, we got a ton of kids and dogs. You have four kids. <laughs> we have four kids. That's a lot. It is a That's lot. That's a lot of but kids. But I, I love How it. How are you able to, uh, you know, be a good mother and at the same time, you know, your career? How are you able to separate the two? Um, They go to school. I create content. And then they come home. And then I'm... I'm mom and I do all the things. So you have that time frame to do your work. Yeah. And then when they come home, you're a mom. I'm mom. And a wife. Yeah. <laughs> and and you're able to separate that. Uh, there yeah. are a lot of people out there that, that, that I think struggle uh, and maybe they, they take their work too far and maybe they're not there for their kids and you're yeah. able to separate the two and do both. That's difficult to do though. Yeah. And, and obviously I'm not with my kids right now and they're home still in summer break and that they know that I'm a model and me doing me and taking care of me is a win for them too. Have you ever been to the adult entertainment expo and the AVN awards here? I have not. We got it. We got, okay. I gotta come. I, I will, I will get Courtney a media credential Please. when you're in town. I believe it's in January I'm and you come calling. out and, uh, that's what, uh, that's what we'll do. You come back in January and I'll get you a credential. Amazing. You'll be a member I of the media. Yes. Well, Courtney, thank you. Thank I know you, you. got, I know you got to go. Yeah. They are uh, calling me. Yes. So <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I appreciate and, it. And, uh, I appreciate you coming on and we'll, and we'll, we'll see you soon. Perfect. Thank All you right. so much. There you go. Courtney Tilly, everybody. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Buddy, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub? When you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now... 
I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines beware. Go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Everybody, Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. 
Hungry for the best barbecue in Las Vegas? Come out to the infamous barbecue and meat market, John Moles Meats and Roadkill Grill in Las Vegas. John Moles was featured on the Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Now take home delicious meat selections for your grill, and while you're there, grab a bite of the best barbecue in Las Vegas. With two locations now at Tom and Gowan or on North Decatur, you're sure to find the perfect meats for your next barbecue or party. Find us online at johnmolmeats.com. Big Dogs Brewing Company, open 24-7, is an award-winning brewery, a full-service catering business, and a fun, smoke-free brew pub restaurant with a full-service bar, including over 35 craft beers on tap, 35 multi-denomination slot machines, the best gaming promotion, and a lively, dog-friendly outdoor patio. Big Dogs Brewing Company, 4543 North Ratchet Craig. Find out more at BigDogsBrews.com. Steiner, the Nevada Style Pub invites you to play the best tavern, keno, and video poker in Vegas. Promos are how we roll, so make the most of your gaming dollars here with us. Come play our proud partner gaming promotion, Fly Aviators Fly, and receive daily free play, bonuses, and more. With a chance to win awesome brand of prizes and big money for all the jackpots each week. It's not only great gaming that Steiner's Pub has, it's a 24 awesome rotating draft beers. Vegas' best appetizers to match. So join us in supporting your Las Vegas aviators, Golden Knights, Lights, Aces, and the Raiders, as we make history in Vegas. Steiner, the Nevada Style Pub at 8410 West Cheyenne, 1750 North Buffalo, and Las Vegas Boulevard at Windmill. Steiner's, I love this place. Located only four miles from downtown Colorado Springs, at just 10 miles from Pikes Peak, Hyatt Place Colorado Springs Garden of the Gods offers spacious rooms featuring contemporary decor with stylish furnishings, including divided living and sleeping areas, the Hyatt Grand Bed, state-of-the-art media and work center, a 42-inch flat-panel high-definition television that easily integrates with laptops and other devices, and complimentary breakfast is included in your stay. Hyatt Place Colorado Springs Garden of the Gods at 503 West Garden of the Gods Road. Visit HyattPlace.com. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Friday. Always fun having uh, very special guests come in studio and mix it up. It's it's a good mix, right? Because sometimes when you have... You know, crusty politicians come in here. I mean, some of them I enjoy having on, but some of them are kind of dull and boring. It's nice having a, a, a good change of pace, so we appreciated that. Uh, I want to tell you about some guests that I certainly appreciate. Sarah West Urgent Primary Care, loaded, located at 6125 West Sarah Avenue. Uh, in and out of there in 20 minutes. Uh, they took care of me. I promise you they'll take care of you. No appointment needed. But uh, you can give them a call, 702-248-0554. I highly recommend you also visit them online. It's SaharaWestUrgentCare.com. And, of course, my good friend Blake Gwynn, who was in studio yesterday. We had a great time in hour number two. Blake's a great guy. His grandfather is uh, the late, great Kenny Gwynn, the former governor of the great state of Nevada. He works for Keller Williams. And if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, I'm telling you, there's no better person in this town than Blake. He's one of the most successful real estate agents here in the state of Nevada, give them a call, 702-540-3311. And again, that number, 702-540-3311. I also want to thank my good friend Jim Gemma with the Las Vegas Aviators. I had my parents uh, out at uh, the Summerlin Ballpark for the first time. They had a wonderful time. Uh, Aviators almost came back and won yesterday. They lost by one run, but it was a great game. Good comeback against the Sacramento team. And uh, I wanted to thank Jim. He's a great guy, does a great job over there. Then the entire Aviators organization, it's, it, it's so much fun over there. 
Uh, listen, there are some other professional organizations in towns, particularly those that are in the communications department that don't exactly uh, know what they're doing. Uh, Jim's not one of those people. The aviators are great. And I wanted to thank Jim for taking care of me and my parents yesterday. It was a really nice woman. They had a, uh, they had a fantastic time. Uh, other that than that, as far as in the sports world is concerned, I believe the aces are in town this weekend and, uh, the, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I still almost say Oakland Raiders. It's been years now, but, uh, the Raiders are playing a preseason game on Sunday at Allegiant stadium, uh, against the San Francisco 49ers. I will certainly be there for that. And, you know, I'm kind of excited because I'm going to Michelob Ultra arena Saturday night. I've never seen Beck before in person. I've always been a Beck fan. He's a brilliant musician. I'm actually going to see him uh, in concert in Vegas on Saturday night. So that's going to be a lot of fun as well. So a lot of stuff to talk about. Chris Wynn will be back in studio on Monday. More special guests joining us next week, of course. I love Beck. I've always loved Beck. Two turntables and a microphone, ladies and gentlemen. That's one of my favorites. Loser's my favorite. This is such a great song. That's another good one. Loser's my favorite. Loser is a great song. Yeah, that's a good one. Devil's Haircut. He's got a lot of great songs, but he's a, he plays like 80 different uh, instruments. It's incredible. I play one instrument, and that's only when I'm on OnlyFans, but that's another story for another show. Uh, I'm very good at that instrument. Um, anyway, t- terrible joke. Anyway, we appreciate, speaking of which, we appreciate Courtney Tillia uh, coming in studio. Um, so I've been talking about this story all week. It's a very serious topic, of course. I'm talking about the the Henry Ruggs uh DUI crash when he was going 155 miles an hour and he killed an innocent young woman and her dog. It's a terrible story. There are no winners here. And this young woman, you know, lost her life at such a young age and it's so senseless, right? It should have never happened. And it gets me really angry. And it gets me angry because Henry Ruggs just got a three to 10 year prison sentence and he's probably only going to spend at a maximum, but he's probably going to spend no more than three years in jail, which also is ridiculous, by the way. It's ridiculous. So I played an OJ Simpson video that went viral the other day, and it was basically OJ, who I believe to be a double murderer, talking about injustice. You know, you're probably the last person that should be doing that. And now he put out another video yesterday that's about three minutes long, and it's more injustice that OJ's talking about, and he's talking more about the Henry Rugg, Henry Rugg situation. And then he tries to compare it to the Palestinian situation and you know, how the heck did uh, he only he get nine and a half years and Henry Ruggs only gets three? That's the point he's trying to make. And even though I might agree with him on that, it is interesting to know that it's O.J. Simpson that's that's making this case. I'm going to play a little bit of this audio for you. Here is O.J. Simpson, the Las Vegas local himself, talking about Henry Ruggs. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. I did a tweet yesterday uh, regarding Henry Ruggs, um, uh, his sentence. I wasn't really focusing on his sentence it was uh, more common on my sentence when i was here in las vegas but he's going through something today you know what they do is they send you up to a place called high desert it's a near prison here how about first of all before we go on how about that laugh how about that psycho laugh what a psycho ha, 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 ha. like what a psycho uh, more common on my sentence what a psycho what a psycho he is. is. Am I wrong? That's like a that's like a serial killer laugh, right? Ha, 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 ha. He's a serial killer. Who knows? He could be a OJ. serial killer. He probably is. He's, but, but, you know, he's certainly a double murderer. I don't care what anybody says. But anyway, go ahead. Let's listen to more. He's going through something today. You know, what they do is they send you up to a place called High Desert. It's a near prison here. 
and they put you in what they call holding lockdown. Uh, we call it the fish tank. And it's the worst part. I Seriously, it's by far the worst part of this experience that he's about to go through. Uh, they put you in a room. They give you absolutely nothing. I mean, nothing. And um, the toilet flushes like every 15 minutes or something. And well, in my case, I was there only 11 days. I met guys that said they were there for a month or so. In any event, after about three days, I went crazy. I mean, I literally said, guys, I need help. And when the pastor came to see me, I said, I need something to read. I mean, I'm just sitting here on this cot and there's nothing. Well, he got me a Bible without the cover. They took the cover off. I guess these guys can make things off out of the cover. And so I read the Bible. I read the entire Bible over the next seven days. Uh, but a little surprise. Uh, I mean, it got a little hard doing the begots. So-and-so begot so-and-so, and they begot somebody else. That was uh, that was pretty tough. And I was surprised because I thought I had read the Bible most of my life, pieces of it, I guess, because I didn't realize it was so violent. I mean, was yeah, so violent. Yeah, yeah, so violent, like, like, like decapitating your ex-wife, that type of violence, you psycho. Go ahead. Uh, after... After a while, they determine what's the best prison for you. I would think he's a celebrity. Uh, he may go where I went because there was a number of other. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What do you he's mean? He's a celebrity? What do you mean you would think that he is a celebrity? What is OJ? What is the juice talking about? What is he talking about? What does he mean? I want to know why he's thinking that Ruggs is a celebrity. He played for a year or two years. I mean, most people wouldn't recognize Ruggs in the street. It's not OJ, right? People, most people recognize OJ for different reasons, not because of his football prowess. But yeah, I mean, OJ was one of the best to ever play his position. Let's be honest. Uh -huh. All right, go ahead. Celebrities that had gone there and that was there when I was there. Uh, and uh, uh, it's a lot of outside time. You could buy yourself a TV. Um, and it's it's compared to the fish tank. It, it is it's almost heaven. <laughs> right. Uh, the food is decent. Uh uh, and all he has to do is go there, do the programming, which is things like uh, victim impact and stuff. And he can even go to school. You know, I even took a computer class when I was there uh, and and stay away from certain guys. He'll know who to stay away from. If he does that, he'll be out in three years. And I certainly hope he does it. And he's out in three years. As far as if he will get a chance to play again. A couple of my team uh, golfers say, you think they're going to let him play? He'll only be 27. I think everybody should deserve a second chance. I really do. No, I don't. Uh, stop it. Stop it right there. I saw stop what they right did with Ray Wright. No, no. Everybody does not deserve a second chance. Shut up, you double murderer. You don't deserve a second chance. You deserve to be the electric chair. That's what you deserve. You deserve to be, in my personal opinion, the rest of your life behind bars. Let the Goldmans decide what they want to do with you. You murdered two people. But Brian, Brian, he was found not guilty in a court of law. Yeah, we all know what the evidence showed. His DNA was on the scene of the crime. His footprints were on the scene of the crime. There was DNA in his car. He murdered his ex-wife and he murdered Ronald Goldman. The last person I want to hear talk about justice is O.J. Simpson. While the Goldman family continues to mourn. And that pain never goes away. And this guy's playing golf and sipping on wine every day. Yeah, let me be clear. O.J. Simpson is a murderer. He is a murderer and he is a scumbag. And O.J. Simpson 
listen, Henry Ruggs killed an innocent woman. I don't defend Henry Ruggs, and anyone who's listened to this show this week would tell you, I think Henry Ruggs shouldn't spend the rest of his life in jail. That'd be ridiculous. But, but 10 years? Did he mean to kill somebody? Did he want to kill somebody? No. OJ did. Completely different circumstance. Do I think the, the sentence was lenient on Henry Ruggs? Yes, I do. But OJ Simpson is a premeditated murderer. He decapitated his ex-wife. He killed Ronald Goldman. He is a psychopath. Do I think he deserved to go to jail for palestation? Probably not. But he did. Do I feel sorry for him for that? No. Do I think he should still be behind bars? Yes. Is there any more of this, OJ? All right, go ahead. Continue. Second chance, I really do. Uh, but I saw what they did with Ray Rice in the NFL and uh, what happened with him and his eventual wife. And uh, uh, here's a guy that had an uh, impeccable reputation up until that time, and he never got back. So I'm, uh, I'm praying for Henry. All right? Okay. <laughs> Take care. Hey, fantasy football <laughs> coming up. What a psycho. What a psycho with that laugh. What a psycho murderer. How do you go from talking about rugs to <laughs> fantasy talks, football? Then he talks about fantasy football. Yeah. What a psychopath. I was once offered to play golf with OJ Simpson, believe it or not. This was like three years ago. I turned it down and um, some of my friends were like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Listen, if I had an opportunity to interview OJ Simpson, I would do that. But I don't, for the sake of the show, but I would not want to be socializing and hanging out with this guy. Now, I, would, would you have it over video or would you have him in studio? I would want him in studio. Okay. Yes. Without any sharp weapons or knives. Maybe Scissors. Some, and somebody could check him at the door. Got you. Yeah. I wouldn't want, I, I wouldn't want any weapons on his person because the guy's a freaking psycho. Uh, but uh, I would want him in here. He could throw a football at me. That's about it. But, uh, you know, I'd probably start off the interview and slowly and get his football picks. And then I'd say, what does it feel like to know that half the world thinks you're a double murderer? Then I would probably ask him that. He probably wouldn't like that question very much. But I would ask it. You know, I've, I've made my opinions pretty clear when it comes to how I feel about DUIs and DUI deaths and, and, and that sort of thing. And listen, we had Henry Ruggs' attorney on the show, and I appreciated David coming on. I, I did. And, uh, you know, if, if the bottom line is if you have a lot of money, you are, tre you, you are treated differently with our, when our justice system is concerned than if you don't have money. All the public defenders you want, if you have a lot of money and you can buy the best attorneys that money can buy, then you get uh, a minimum sentence and a sentence that I don't think is fair. The way our justice system works. And it's unfortunate, and it's sad, and I don't like it. So if people want to talk about a two-tier justice system, I'll talk about a two-tier justice system when it talks about people that have money and people that don't have money. We need to stop with the political two-tier justice system because it's a load of crap. It is a load of crap. 
and the attacks on our justice system for the wrong reasons. That I don't like. Laws need to change. There's no question about that. But the big story today is Attorney General Merrick Garland announcing that the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney, and let me repeat that, Trump-appointed U.S. attorney, who was investigating Hunter Biden, has been given special counsel status after plea talks between the Justice Department and the president's son related to the tax charge that fell apart. This is not a two-tier justice system when it comes to politics or Donald Trump. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, they have been investigated for five years. They have come up with no direct evidence that Joe Biden has committed any crimes. And until they do, I think it's a load of crap. Let me repeat that this is a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney, David Weiss. But Republicans will scream to high heaven. They will scream to high heaven, and they will claim that it's a two-tier justice system. Constantly. This is not a two-tier justice system. If Hunter Biden committed any crimes, which, by the way, he's already been convicted, and if there's anything else behind it, then let the courts work the way they are, and we'll see what happens. The reason why Donald Trump is in the situation that he's in is because he broke the law. Yes, I'm not going to say allegedly anymore. Donald Trump broke the law. He defied a subpoena for 16 months. He tried to implement this fake electorate scheme. He pressured the Secretary of State in Georgia. He probably broke campaign finance violations. And even though he's not charged with, I believe he incited January 6th because January 6th doesn't happen if Donald Trump doesn't say the election was stolen and the Democrats cheated, which, by the way, they didn't. These are crimes that Donald Trump committed, and it will be proven in a court of law. And there are more indictments that are coming. This is not Joe Biden's fault. It's not George Soros' fault. It's not Democrats' fault. Heck, it's not even Republicans' fault. It's Donald Trump's fault. It's Republicans' fault for brown-nosing this guy for years. It's not a two-tier justice system when it comes to Donald Trump and when it comes to politics. It is not. And Garland's order appointing Weiss said he authorized to conduct the ongoing investigation as well as any matters that arose from that investigation or may arise. You see, if it happens to a Republican, you will hear Republicans scream to high heaven, like the James Comers of the world, that it's a two-tier justice system and it's a cover-up. Let me explain to you what a cover-up is. Ahmaud Aubrey. That was a cover-up. That is why systemic racism exists, because not only was an innocent black man jogging down the road lynched by three white Klansmen, it was a cover-up because police officers had actual video of the crime that was committed. They all saw the video, swept it under the rug. Everybody at the top in that city, including politicians and very powerful people, knew exactly what happened that day, and they knew a lynching took place. They covered it up. They lied to Ahmad Aubrey's family. That was a cover-up because a murder had been, a, a, a lynching, a murder of an innocent black man, and they all swept it under the rug. And the only reason why three people are behind bars right now responsible for that murder and that lynching is because the dope released the video footage to a local news station. That's what a cover-up is. You see, it can't be a cover-up if you have no direct evidence that Joe Biden broke the law. There is no smoke and gun. Is that hard for some of you MAGA morons to understand? This is not a cover-up. 
Hunter Biden, who was, by the way, an, uh, a civilian, not a politician, never worked in the Joe Biden administration. Republicans will forget that. They're very forgetful. Hunter Biden was convicted of a gun charge and some IRS dealings that he had to pay back. The fact that he worked for Burisma making $50,000 a month, not against the law. The uh, idea that Joe Biden was talking all of, to all of Hunter Biden's business associates, no direct evidence that Joe Biden broke the law. And until there is, I'm going to call BS. This is not a cover-up. We heard the same thing during the Benghazi investigations until Hillary Clinton testified under oath for 11 hours. Eight different Republican-led investigations into Benghazi. We heard it every single day by the Republicans, even back then. This is a cover-up. This is a cover-up. Lock her up. She needs to go to jail. And after eight investigations, not one, not two, eight Republican-led investigations, they found zilch. Nothing. No criminal wrongdoing. That's exactly what's going to happen here. They don't even know what to impeach Joe Biden for. They want to impeach him, but they don't know what for. What for? That's not a cover-up. Ahmaud Aubrey is a cover-up. That was a cover-up. The John F. Kennedy assassination is a cover-up. We still haven't seen everything of what happened that day. That's a cover-up. There are cover-ups, and the DOJ isn't always going to be honest with you about every case. This is not a cover-up. Republicans have investigated the Biden family for five years now, and they have found nothing on Joe Biden. Nothing. And it's interesting because I'm going to read, uh, I don't even know why I'm going to read this. But I'm going to read this text message that I got from a MAGA moron. I don't even know why I'm in these threads because they're so stupid. And I usually ignore them, but for whatever reason before the show today, I read this thread. And I'm going to read this verbatim. This person, who is a MAGA moron, says... Quote, people who think January 6th is the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of this planet have their radical left wing blinders on. So I respond and I say, name me one person, not even a person in office, but any distinguished person with a large platform that has ever said that January 6th is the, quote, worst thing that's ever happened in the history of the planet. Now, of course, I didn't get a response because this person Magamoron just makes things up and throws something against the wall and hope that it sticks. Nobody in office has ever said it's the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of the planet. Like, for example, I would say 9-11 was definitely worse than January 6th, but we've never had this types of insurrection, certainly not in our lifetime. And in general terms, I'll say January 6th was a very embarrassing day for the country. People died that day. A lot of officers were injured that day. And you had a bunch of, again, MAGA morons that tried to overthrow our democracy and overturn an outcome of a free and fair election. It was an embarrassing day for the country. It should never happen again. Am I comparing it to the Holocaust? No. Am I going to compare it to, say, 9-11? No. But just because it's not the worst thing to ever happen in the history of this country doesn't mean it was really bad and it's up there. But that's what I'm talking about. People make things up. Republicans make things up. Democrats want to take all your guns away. Not true. That's a lie. All Democrats are, you know, 
celebrating when a woman has an abortion. Not true. They want to give a woman the right to choose. It doesn't mean we're jumping on trampolines when a woman has an abortion. That's also a lie. Dr. Fauci created COVID. That's a lie. The, the, the far-right radicals in the Republican Party are a bunch of conspiracy theorists. They're, they're all Alex Jones-type people, the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, who will call people Nazis if they tell their kid to put on a mask. The Democrat Party is not perfect. There are people within the Democrat Party that I don't think should be in office. I don't think Ilhan Omar should be a congresswoman, right? I don't think Talib should be a congresswoman. There are people that are Democrats that, have, in my opinion, have no business being in office that I disagree with that I don't think are good people. There's bad people on both sides, unlike uh, Donald Trump, who would say there are good people on both sides when it comes to Klansmen. I would never make that statement. Anyway, looking forward to a fun weekend. Chris Wynn's going to be in studio on Monday. We're going to have some fun with him. Maybe we can get another OnlyFans model to come in and give him a lap dance live on air. Uh, we can try that. I don't know if it'll work, and I don't even know if Chris would want it, but uh, you know, I can offer it to him. I don't know. Can we end the show on a good note? How's that? Two o'clock is first pitch of Little League World Little League World Series. Henderson oh. and Southern Cal somewhere. So if they win They're this playing game, San Bernardino. If they win today, they go to um Pennsylvania. Oh, for the World Series. They go for yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Two o'clock. That's so awesome. All right. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching it. I'm yep. glad you told me that. Uh nice people and Chris Petty who is a uh, a friend of mine and somebody that I've roughed basketball games with he's a really good referee. Obviously, he's a pretty good man. But he knows his baseball. These kids are unbelievable in Henderson. So let's root them on. Let's cheer for them. My thoughts and prayers again to the people in Maui. I promise you next week, it's a little early today, but next week I'm going to get some. Uh, I know the former mayor, Victorino, is going to come on the show next week. I reached out to him. The father of Shane Victorino, by the way, the Las Vegas local, who's a former uh, World Series champ. Uh, so we're going to get some people together and we're going to try to uh, raise some money to help the, the good people in Maui. They are wonderful people. And my heart goes out to them, man. I can't imagine the suffering that they're going through. And, and we got to help them. we got to find a way to help them. So I'm going to do that next week. I promise you that. And, you know, I also mentioned Courtney Tillia, the uh, OnlyFans model who's at Sapphire this Sunday. Please go out and check her out. I know I did today. Uh, 2 to 4 p.m. Uh, she's going to be out there at Sapphire on Sunday. And Courtney is absolutely awesome. She is so cool. It was so nice to meet her today. And uh, please go out to Sapphire and support her will be at Sapphire Gentlemen's Club at the uh, topless pool. Well, I'll be there. Numchuck won't be there, but I'll be there. He'll be stuck in studio where it's about 95 degrees in the studio today. That's okay. But that's okay. All right. I hope everybody has a uh, phenomenal weekend out there. I'm going to go check out Beck tomorrow night. I'm going to spend time with my family today. And then on Sunday, I would imagine it would be uh, watching Chris Wynn losing all of his sports bets on a Sunday afternoon. That's also very entertaining. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks to Numbjack and everybody here. We'll see you Monday, everybody. Have a great day.